0: Connecting changes everything. AT&T. See I come
1: from the school of Tupac. I'm a You don't want
0: to what? Ask me. See I'm not your ever
1: see Hold up. Say, I want to ask you a question real quick. Let's just keep a real straight shot with no chaser. I'm going to get a little bit rough. Here. I'm here for it. Those who really believe in the American process, all of us. Straight shot, no chaser, with your girl Tesla Figaro on the Black Effect Podcast Network. What's happening, straight shooters? This is Tesla Figaro, your host of Straight Shot, yeah. No Chaser podcast on the Black Effect Podcast Network on iHeartRadio. This is the week of Monday, August 30th through Wednesday. Wednesday, September 1st, 2021. I have to say the date, guys, because every day something changes in the news. I'm trying to give you commentary to give you a recap of what's going on in the political world, and it seems that it changes every day. We have went through so much this year. We thought last year had a lot because of COVID and so many other things, but this administration has had to deal with a lot, and we are just in August, actually going into September. Today is actually September 1st. Now, it seems like every time I do this, I say, what a week has been. It seems like I say that all the time, and I have been saying it all the time a lot lately because we've had so much to cover. I am going to try to give this to you, as usual, in a way that you can understand, in a way that makes sense to you, in a way that Basically our straight shot, no chase or commentary style. I hope you like the new format. I'm trying to break it up between interviews and commentary because a lot of folks want to hear my position on things. At the same time, I love interviewing great guests, you know, so you can hear somebody else's perspective besides myself. Hope you had a chance last week to check out uh, Dominique Alexander, who is the founder of Next Generation Action Network. He was talking about the march uh, that he was planning on attending Uh, which happened last Friday, the march did happen. Tens of thousands of people showed up for voting rights. And I'm going to talk about that for a little bit. But first, let's kind of talk about what else is going on this week. So we know that Joe Biden pulled out of Afghanistan. If you want to get a recap on that, I'm sure by now you know. Um, But if you do want to hear my position on that, make sure you go back and listen uh, to I think it was the week before last that I went over uh, Afghanistan and my position on that. And so as of now, he has pulled out. And did you guys check out Biden's? I said what I said. Speech. I guess he told y'all what time it was. He said I told y'all 19 times to get out of Afghanistan. It is what it is. Bottom line. Period. Put that on the gang. Oh, yeah. He he said he wasn't playing no games and doing no explaining. Biden said that he has always talked about getting out of Afghanistan. He said he has always made that known. He said that he also talked about it on the campaign as a promise, and he intended on keeping his promise. Now, you know, I was looking some type of way, feeling some type of way, rolling my eyes all at the TV when he said that, because I wish he had that same energy with keeping the same promises that he promised black folks. But. Nevertheless, he did keep his promise with getting out of Afghanistan. The withdrawal date was the date that uh, former President Trump said, however, he could have pulled out better. All of the jokes on Twitter were saying that his pullout game was weak. <laughs> so it was, I won't rehash that. It is what it is. Uh our hearts go out to the uh all of the soldiers that we lost uh in that war. Trillions of dollars were spent, thousands of soldiers were lost, and I believe over 20,000 uh soldiers were wounded throughout that 20-year war that really wasn't about shit. Uh, you know, like Pac said, you can't feed the poor, but you find money for wars. So it is what it is. Uh, Americans are left behind, uh, whether it's a couple of thousand or a couple of hundred. I keep hearing different reports, but I know that the veterans are pissed. That part I do know. And that's going to be interesting to see how he maneuvers around that because veterans are the last people that you really want to make upset during election time. And I think his defiance just my personal opinion, came from the fact that he didn't even like being questioned. Um, and that's concerning. You know, a lot of you folks didn't like that about President Trump, that when he was asked questions, he was defying. And Biden has a history of this. He certainly did it with the black civil rights leaders at the beginning of the year, had a defiant attitude. How dare you ask me anything, which is very different than the Biden on the campaign trail, the A.K.A. Healer that's speaking really low in the mic and leaning in and whispering. We're seeing a different side. Now, to be honest with you, because you guys know me, I always appreciate the gangster and somebody that says, hey, it is what it is. I said what I said. So I always, you know, have some have some respect at least for him standing on his position. My problem is you're not giving that same energy to black people. And so black people are also standing on their position, or at least some of us are. And they did that on last week. A few, more than a few, called out President Biden and uh, his lack of promises to black folks. It's interesting because the white liberals are calling him out for voting rights. And um, I'm sorry, not voting rights, but infrastructure. But I don't see a lot of these alleged allies Uh, Standing firm with black people and saying, why didn't you keep the promises? Why don't you have black folks back? That's what I find very interesting. But yet when it was time to vote, it was trust black women and black women are going to save America. Black women is black women. Where are these allies at now? And that's why I always tell you guys on this show, I don't want no allies. I want straight up soldiers. I'm an M60 gunner myself, former M60 gunner for the air force. And I understand what it means to have skin in the game. Anybody can be an ally. That's somebody that says they, they support, but when it really comes down to putting in work, are you going to do it? Anybody can be an accomplice because technically if you commit a murder and I drive you to that murder and I can be an accomplice cause I drove you, but I never really pulled the trigger. So when I get, um, in the police station, I can say, well, I drove him, but he put me under pressure. I can make an excuse. And technically I don't get the same amount of time. I may, or I may not depending on how much I tell, but a soldier, Is also going to pull the trigger. The soldier get the same consequence that I get. And that's the reason why I don't deal with allies and accomplices. Damn, all of that. I want straight up soldiers. Now, it is important that we have allies and accomplices. I'm just talking about me. Shout out to Killer Mike, the homie that's always talking about allies. Shout out to Tamika Mallory that's always talking about we need accomplices. I believe they have their roles in that. I believe we need allies and accomplices. But as far as me... Tesla and Figueroa, I kind of just want some soldiers. I'm, I'm just looking for just a few of you to rock with me. And all of that collectively, as the collective, uh, we are able to push the line, as I say, politics until something happens. So you had an opportunity to see you know, where his position is on Afghanistan, how he got out. It's going to be very interesting to see how he maneuvers around that. I really don't believe he's taking responsibility for the lack of planning. Uh, it's been more, hey, this is war. This is what it is. It happens this way. But there are some folks that disagree. So I'm going to really sit back and obviously keep you guys updated to see how he switches that game up as we move forward to the midterms. Now, moving on, couple other things went down. Uh, Texas, you saw my last um, show with Dominique Alexander. We talked about Texas voting rights, and they have now... Uh, passed those rights. So it looks like uh, the three Democrats that folded that went back and said, oh, well, you know, it was all about making a statement that went back to help the Republicans with the quorum have now moved forward on that piece of legislation. So interesting. I guess all of the crying and singing and marching and praying for their soul, I guess it didn't work out too well. Uh, Republicans kept on being Republicans and they pushed forward. And it's one thing about these Texas conservatives. They are not playing no damn games between voting rights and also abortion. Again, I'm recording this Wednesday, September 1st, and abortion has now been banned in the state of Texas that says that a private citizen, anybody can sue anybody. Uh, for getting a, an abortion, you can sue the person that the accomplice, if you will, that's driving you, the Uber driver. Somebody in my Instagram said, "Well, how do the Uber driver know that they're getting an abortion?" Well, that's the, the reason why the law uh, is so stupid, uh, because how do they know? They could just be dropping somebody off there at work. How do they know? But that's the point. They've made this law so broad. What they call it, just a, a one swath of not really, you know, drilling down on the details. And it's really to make a statement that, hey, conservatives wish Texas Democrats would try to take this shit over. Beto, when he ran, uh, there was a likelihood that Texas could one day possibly be blue. Me owning homes in Texas, I understand Texas. I've lived in Texas, uh, Dallas, Houston, Orlando, Chicago, Oklahoma City, several places. And Texas has always believed that they are on an island by themselves Texas uh, believes in conservative values, even liberals benefit uh, off of the Texas economy. Texas in 2008 was the only state that had more jobs in all state combined when everyone else was going through a recession. So although you hear folks complaining about conservative viewpoints, uh, many in Texas, enjoy living in Texas because of the right to carry because felons have an opportunity to work here more so than other States because the house of the cost of living is so low because you can build uh, from the ground up for a reasonable price because there's so much land. So Texas is a very interesting place. And a lot of folks have moved all over uh, the country to come to Texas. So it's going to be interesting to see how this liberal uh, this anti-liberal uh, ban of abortion uh, takes place. You know, one of the the people on my Instagram, you know, I talk to my Instagram folks a lot. Y'all probably on my Instagram. So, you know, I engage. And one person said, you know, but that's why voting matters. Well, this is who people voted for in Texas. Texas votes um, leans pretty right. The small group of Democrats that do represent Texas don't really have any power. And that's the reason why they went on this sh- on the on the run, if you will, because they knew they didn't have the numbers. So the only thing they could do uh, was to prevent them from voting, uh, having a quorum, which I really respect because it just shows other Democrats that say, oh, I can't do nothing. The Republicans going to let me do something. You can always do something if it ain't nothing else refusing to vote. So this is what Texas wants. I wanted to dispel a couple of myths. You know, there's a lot of conversation. You know, there are such things as Black conservatives. And I want to be fair to say that everybody who is against abortion is not white, if you will. Um, various ethnic groups, Hispanics, uh, a lot of Catholic uh, Hispanics are against abortion. Um, you will see that in Texas. You will see that in Florida. This is not just... Oh, it's just against the black and brown people because you really have to pay attention to how people vote. And I talked about that today on BNC, a little bit black news channel, which is this is when we talk about voting rights. I'm kind of moving over to voting rights. I so just want to tag that in here because it's uh, relevant to this conversation. And they say against black people or against black and brown. Everything's not always a black and brown people of color thing. Sometimes it's really just black people because black people is the on, are the only ethnic group that votes Democrat uh, 90% of the time. Hispanics uh, split their vote between California. Look at Hispanic uh, Latino voters in California who vote liberal compared to Latino voters in Florida who vote conservatively. Um, look at Texas, a huge Latino population that often votes conservatively. So black people are the only ones. So when we talk about restricted voting rights and who it really affects, it's black people. Let's just call it what it is. It's black people. And when you hear this myth that it's all just about getting an ID, that's just simply not true. It's making it harder for people who want to assist the elderly. If I want to take an elderly person to the polls, I need to fill out a form. I have to save my relationship to that person. We know damn well, black people don't trust the government with their information that way. People don't want to do that. We don't want uh, the, the government in our business unnecessarily, which I'm going to be honest with you, that kind of makes us hi- hypocritical on a lot of things because we like big government when it suits us. But then when it comes to that, we want to say, oh, I want my individual rights, but I'm trying to be fair. And also realistic uh, with the concerns, you know, of black people. Also, uh, when you fill out your ballot, instead of doing a signature, uh, you know, matching the signature, they want you to put your ID on it. Many people who have tickets, who have warrants, they're not going to want to do that. That's the bottom line. So you are restricting, even though technically there's nothing they can do with it. Who's going to do that, knowing that there's a possibility that. They could get in some type of trouble. Not to say that would happen, but you know how we do, y'all. We don't want to give nobody no information unless it's necessary. So that is restricting a great deal amount of people. When we talk about ending the 24-hour voting, that really did uh, help a lot of people. My cousin who voted in Houston, I remember she put a Facebook post up that said, man, they should keep this 24 hour voting forever because she worked two jobs. So what about people to get off at 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night who want to drop out a poll that helped out a lot of people in Harris County. When we talk about um, the drive through voting that helped a lot of people in Harris County and they know this and they know that Texas is on the verge of possibly going blue, uh, purple, and then possibly blue. So conservatives are making it known that they are in charge, that regardless of whatever y'all doing all over the country, know that Texas will still be Texas. Don't mess with Texas. And it's going to be interesting to see how many other states follow suit with this. It really is. And what are Democrats saying about this on the federal level? Are they going to carve out voting rights to end the filibuster? Where is Biden on this? It's almost like he's just totally just tapped out. On this particular subject, everything's infrastructure, infrastructure, infrastructure. Everything is Afghanistan. What about voting rights? But you know what I said today on BNC? At the end of the day, Biden, if you don't want the job, just tell us. Bottom line, because somebody's going to have to explain to me why we are begging Democrats to keep their power. Because that's literally what you're doing. You're begging Democrats to keep their power. Hey, hey, let me vote for you. Let's march. Let me beg. Let me vote for you. Well, if they don't give a damn, why should I give a damn? Yes, I know that it ultimately will hurt my people, but I'm trying to figure out, explain, somebody got to explain to me why they're not even more motivated to carve out voting rights so they can keep their damn job. Something about this just doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. I normally get on local politicians for not speaking up, but because we saw how Texas Democrats stood firm, this time local and state politicians said something. They challenged this party, and yet the Biden administration says nothing. I want you guys to know that this is why, for those of you who've been following me and know I've taken a lot of heat from folks who said, oh, you're just helping out the Republicans because y'all were so damn blinded by Trump. No, not at all. I've been talking about this shit for over a decade plus. I learned how crappy Democrats were from living in Florida and working with so many different candidates. I work with a lot of candidates. I don't talk about everybody I work with. I don't tell you everybody I train, everybody I consult, every media I've booked. But I have only worked for Democrat candidates, only with the exception of one judge who was Kind of, they would say conservative, but judges run in nonpartisan seats, so it wasn't a partisan seat. But I've only worked for Democrats and everything that I have learned on how they shit on local and state candidates. They don't give them the resources. They don't give them the money. They don't give them access to things. They don't promote them. They don't put them on their pamphlets. They don't put them on their brochures. They don't um, donate for them. They don't raise money for them. They, They completely shit on these candidates. I learned that by working on these campaigns. So what I'm telling you is what I know, not what I heard. What I'm telling you is usually what a candidate put in my ear and they know they can't do it because they don't want to destroy the relationships. So they give it to me to run the ball. What you're seeing is, right now on the federal level is what local candidates have had to deal with for years being completely ignored by the federal level who comes through when they run for president, use them up for a bunch of pictures ride off in the sunset and don't give them a damn thing. And that's the part that pisses me off about this voting rights. It's not that if Joe Biden gets reelected, I could give a shit if he gets reelected. What bothers me as I know, good commissioners, good state senators, State level senators, good representatives who really do serve their community. Do you realize that Texas Democrats or Texas representative, period, only makes they make less than eight thousand dollars a year? Now they get many perks, they get many hookups, they get backdoor contracts. I don't want to make it seem like they just the downtrodden poor. They'll try to make you believe that. But that's for another show. But there are really, really good representatives that really work hard for their districts. And when people do this at the federal level, it hurts them because people will not come out to vote. It's already hard enough to get people out for a midterm in a non-presidential year. So when you do voter depression by not giving people a reason to vote, and then you have voter suppression coupled together, you are guaranteeing a slaughter on next year. Guaranteed. I was talking to one of my clients. He said, Oh, I don't think it's going to be a slaughter test. He's real optimistic. And I told him it's, it's going to be a slaughter. Bottom line, let's stop the bullshit conservatives are not playing games with redistricting they're not playing games with these new laws they're not playing games with still pushing a heavy line all the way from DeSantis in Florida who's looking like a damn fool fighting the teachers they don't give a damn Trump is organizing every day all day they've raised far more money than Democrats these people ain't playing with you They're not playing with you. So I ask, what are you doing, Biden? And for those of you to say, oh, quit talking about them Democrats. Quit talking about them. Who who are you for? At some point, you're going to have to love black people more than you love Biden. At some point, you're going to have to love black people more than you love a Democrat. At some point. Otherwise, we're going to keep going in the same circle over and over. I'm an independent. I believe that black people in states that do not require voter uh, party affiliation to register as independents. Meaning if you have open primaries, you can be whatever you want to be until you go in. Texas is an example. When you register, you're not registering with any particular party. You decide who you are today. You go in and vote. And I think that's how it should be everywhere, because as long as they keep knowing that we're going to continue to line up and continue to be available to be lied to, cheated on. It ain't no difference than that man that came to your house last week after he left the club and said he going to get it together and went on home to his wife. It ain't no difference. You keep hoping and believing that it's going to be something different, but it's not. It is what it is. A man and a woman only do what you allow them to do. When I talk to people all the time and they say, oh, I can't believe he did her like that. Well, I can't believe she allowed it. At the end of the day, you have to be able to accept responsibility. I do. You do. All of us do. It's been some shit I put up with in my relationships and I blame myself. I hold myself accountable. Damn Tesla, why did you put up with that? Because at the end of the day, people can only do what you allow. And so until we start thinking that way, our numbers will never change. Until we start looking that way, nothing about this will change. Until we start saying, no, hold up. We're going to do something different. Nothing will change. And when I say do something different, I'm talking about don't chase them. It's time to replace them. I'm going to keep on repeating that. With that said, I'm doing my part. We all have our own part. I'm just one person with a decent platform. I wouldn't say a major platform, but a decent platform. And I'm doing all I can do. I'm on TV every day, giving them the business. I'm doing this podcast, giving them the business. I work with several clients who do this work every day. Shout out to the George Floyd Foundation. I work with Attorney Crump. I work with a plethora of clients. Some I mentioned, some I don't. Just trying to make sure that we're continuing that, that I'm keeping my hands dirty, that I'm keeping my hands in the in the grind, I'm keeping my foot on the on my my feet on the ground. In addition to that, I train dozens of people every month. Uh with that said, I'm going to do another free training for you guys. Last time we had over 275 people that showed up for that training, which told me that was amazing because I just promoted on Instagram. I didn't put it on Facebook, Twitter or anything. So I'm excited to see what three weeks of advertising will do now that I'm actually putting it on Facebook, putting it on Twitter. That training will be, I invite you to it. It's on September 25th at 5 p.m. Eastern. It's called We Outside Ground Pound Training. It's focusing on how you need to have your, you should be the first boot on the ground. If you expect soldiers to follow you, it's a lot of races being lost because people are not understanding ground game. And I want to give you some wisdom, some gems that I have learned, that I've observed uh, from other candidates that I think will help you. At first, I said, you know, I'm just I'm not going to keep opening up this training to the public, but not because of money standpoint, not at all. But I wanted people serious, you know, to come to the training. But now I see it is so necessary and people need it. And I got to do my part. I ca- I have to make sure that I'm pouring into somebody. So that's my part, lending my talent, my expertise to the world, free of charge on this podcast, free of charge on BNC, wherever you hear my voice, I'm not uh, charging you. I'm not, unless you're a client now, because I will charge you a client. But everything that I do, I'm not charging you. All I'm asking you to do is subscribe, tune in, check it out. And just, you know, continue to rock with me. It does make a difference. It's really important that we have voices everywhere. I am so proud to be a contributor at the Black News Channel. You'll hear different little old hate and shit online, but at the end of the day, I am so proud uh, to be a part of a network where I can talk about Black people every time I open my mouth without hesitation. I love it. I've always done that period with Fox, but it's different when the name is Black News Channel. Um, It just hits different. So I really enjoy that experience. I did a BNC live on their live platform yesterday, and I'll be doing more of that. So be on the lookout for that. But it is the only 24-hour news channel that focuses on Black issues. That's that's It that's all when I say news channel, that means on your cable listings. Make sure you look, you have BNC more than likely. Look for BNC not black news channel, but the uh, just BNC. And you probably have it if you have ATT, if you have Xfinity. If you have Comcast, you definitely have BNC. So tune into that, guys, because it's a real news network with a real building and real cameras and real reporters. They went to school to be reporters. We're not a gossip station, but really about delivering the news. And it's important that we have those outlets. And it's not hating on nobody who does YouTube platforms, not at all. But I do have an issue when I see people on YouTube talking about, oh, well, you know, Black News Channel is not 100% Black-owned. Well, neither is YouTube. Neither is YouTube. So at the end of the day, white folks are on all this shit. And we saw, oh, well, I can say what I want to say because I'm on YouTube. No, you can't because they check your algorithms. They'll, they'll put your channel down. They'll mute you. They'll put you, shut you down too. So let's stop this competition. And BNC is not competing with you. Their competitors is Fox, CNN, and MSNBC. You do you. And I do me. You can have a podcast and you can have a show. You can do all of that. The point is that you're doing outreach to our people. And when people spend more time on that, then I wonder, are you really about outreach to our people? Or are you about just controlling the narrative so that you have more views for your check? That's just a question. But, you know, my style is not calling folks out. I like to call out power. Not people on the microphone because at the end of the day, they can't write no bills and they can't change no legislation. And that's what I'm concerned about. But I did need to say that because there is a intentional narrative about BNC only being online. And that's just simply not true. Their network and their online also to be able to touch everybody. And it's an an organization that I'm proud to be affiliated with. So with that said, as promised, I'm always going to keep this right at 30 minute mark so that I'm not talking my head off, but long enough for you to go in the gym, work work out while you're listening to this or just kind of rolling around. I definitely appreciate your support. We have interviews coming back next week. Every other week, I'm going to try to give you this commentary to give you something to think about, give you something to chew on and let me know if you like it or if there's something else that you think I need to be covering. So again, guys, next week, check us out again right here. Same time, same place. In the meantime, follow me on Instagram, Tesla Figaro. Follow me on Twitter, Tesla Figaro. Make sure you stay tapped in. I post several times a day, probably 10, 15 times a day. So if you want to know my daily real time commentary, make sure you follow me on Instagram and pretty much every day I'm on BNC. Can't always give you the times um, because it varies, but typically in the afternoon and the evening, you'll catch me on BNC. So make sure um, that you tap in with me there as well. Like I always say, oh, before I get out of here, To register for that training, go to teslanfiguero.com. Everything that you need to know about me is on teslanfiguero.com. You can register for that training. Seats are filling up fast. I literally just posted it this morning and I already have 50 people attending. So do not just assume because it's virtual that I'm just going to let a thousand people in because it is a live interactive training. And I want to be able to chat with people, talk to people. So I'm not going to have, you know, a whole bunch of people that signed up. This is very intimate. And for those who are serious uh, about really getting this game. So anyway, like I always say, use it, lose it, can't make you choose it. TeslanFiguro.com.
0: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment... Oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. (laughs) Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you
1: dare. AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm.
0: More info now.